He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. I'm Evan Wexel. It's a podcast where I interview a different Facebook friend every episode. Uh, on social media, you can follow us at Awkward with Evan, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, awkwardwithevan.com for all the episodes, as well as downloading and subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. And of course, on Apple Podcasts, if you can five-star it, write a review. That would be splendid. Um, Also, I'm going to give you this interview commercial-free. So let me just say, when I mean commercial-free, I mean I'm not going to mention patreon.com slash funnyevan, which is the way to support this podcast on a monthly basis for as little as a dollar a month or as high as a million dollars a month. Uh, I have different reward tiers, though I didn't take the a million dollar uh, tier into account. Um, either way, you can see all the tiers and everything there. And um, I'm just going to get to the interview. I am interviewing a, a fraternity brother, uh, not from my chapter, but someone who was also in Theta Chi fraternity at University of Alabama, Birmingham, not Tuscaloosa. Um, and now he's actually at my alma mater for dental school. And that is Slater Jordan. Uh, he is in dental school at Tufts undergrad at UAB, an outstanding musician as well. He also mentioned that he's a polymath. I'm going to look up what that means now, uh, but uh, I will delay no further. Check it out, guys. It's Slater Jordan. Socially awkward with Evan Wexel, my guest, my Facebook friend. This episode is someone I have never spoken with uh, until today, but we've been Facebook friends, and he's now at my alma mater, and he's going to be America's next top dentist. I think that's going to be a reality show in 2023, hosted by this man, Slater Jordan. What is up, brother? Uh, the ceiling and nothing much. Uh, very good. Excellent beginning. Um, we, I think initially were in contact because I was doing like this, the, was it a, it is to the contest, I think. It, that's right. That's back in 2013. 13. And you like, you played it on guitar with another brother. Yeah, it was a, another fraternity brother of mine. We were, uh, we were both living together in fraternity house at the time and he, you know, he told me about it, and I was like, oh, "Okay." So we awkwardly recorded it for the camera. Yours is no, yours is pretty good. Did you did you get up? Did you place in it at all? Did you? Did you I don't it? think we did. I don't recall. Okay, it was. I have to, we have to find that somewhere on the internet. It's, it's in the bowels of the internet somewhere. It, it is the literal. It's in the. I have to use like I feel tooth terminology with you. It's in <laughs> the root canal of the internet. Hey. Um, yay! So we'll, I'll, I'll get to that. Um, but are you from Alabama originally? Because you, your fraternity house, I guess, was University of Alabama, Birmingham. Correct. Yes, I'm from. Uh, I was born and raised in Alabama, and this is actually my first foray into living into, living in another state. So, Whoa. Uh, Alabama. Growing up in Alabama, the same as any other state, or just more humid, or what's? Uh, well, swampy is definitely one word. Yeah. Um, it's. Uh, now, honestly, I don't really have a metric to compare to any other state because this is the first time I've lived. But uh, so far, living in Boston compared to Alabama, it's quite different. Yeah. Um, 
pro sp- I know like college sports is king in Alabama. Is do uh-huh. you can you gravitate towards any pro sports? Is it you know, if you're from Alabama? Um, I don't actually. I'm um, very uh, atypical Alabamian in the sense that um, I've never really, never really clicked with college football, which is the big, you know, that's the big sport that everyone follows, and uh, it never was a huge interest of mine. I definitely support it, and I, you know, I keep, in, I still support my college um, alma mater team. Right. But in terms of having an intrinsic interest, otherwise, I. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> and um, how how did you find your way, I guess, to University of Alabama, Birmingham? Was it you were close to it, or versus like Tuscaloosa? Uh, it was. Um, I was uh, kind of uh, fated to go to the University of Alabama, which is you know Roll Tide, Crimson Tide. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was fated to go to that school by my parents because you know they were huge uh, Alabama football fans, yeah. and my stepdad actually played Alabama football back in the eighties. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, he was. He actually played the last year that uh, uh, Paul Bear Bryant was alive. So, um, so they had a connection to the school, and they wanted me to go there. And I just, I never felt at home down there. Every time I went to go visit, I just never felt right there. And then when I went to go visit Birmingham, yeah, um, actually auditioned for the music program there, and I just fell in love with the city. I just loved being in an urban environment, being in a new place with a bunch of different diverse people from different backgrounds and all these different exciting things to do and the rest was history. And how big was it there? Like 5,000 people go there or like... Uh, the University of Alabama, Birmingham or... Birmingham, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, UAB, it's... Um, I want to say, I think it's like 30,000 students total, but that's including all disciplines, including the graduate school right. and professional schools. I think undergrad, it's like something on the order between ten and 15,000. So, I mean, it's not huge, but it's not small. Gotcha. Yeah, my Alabama experience involves uh, what I did. I did my first year of touring Theta Chi's was Birmingham Southern. Okay, yeah. I that, they're, they're a rowdy bunch. They're they're yeah. fun. They like it was like playing for farm animals when I did my show back in '05. But they're great. And then I did a, I did Spring Hill College. I think right before the election. Right. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was fun. So so that's where I go. And now, how did, were you? Was where where did music change to dentistry? I guess I should ask you then. And when you're a dentist, what music do you want to play in the in the dental office? Because that's a rule. Every dentist office has to play some kind right. of light FM or right. some kind of easy listening. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's there's actually a twofold purpose for that. One is for the patient <laughs> to relax them, and two is to relax the dentist because it's right. it's it's stressful. Um, I guess um, I. Uh, I've always, I'm an aspiring polymath, I guess you could say. I love having different interests, and I want to be adept in several different fields. Sure. And um, I actually double majored in undergrad in biology and music. Wow. And um, my last two years of undergrad and my year of grad school, I taught in a conservatory. Um, and dentistry kind of uh, was a was a field. I thought about going into, um, going into medical school, but I realized that if I did, that I would have no time for any of my hobbies because it's a lot more of a time, time uh, sensitive, you know, profession. Whereas for dentistry, once you get out and practice, you are really the master of your own shit. So I, um, so that's what led me to that because I love science and I love, you know, the deep kind of you know, yeah, detail work that uh, dentistry does. Because so if I went into medicine, I'd want to go into surgery. But yeah. uh, so dentistry was kind of a good way of. Uh, Having my cake and eating it too, for lack of a better term. 
Nice. So then, when what's your target to graduate? How long is dental school? Like it's, it's four years. It's set up. Uh, it's set up just like medical school, where the first two years are all hard sciences. I'm just now finishing up my first year, and then the last two years are clinical years where you're treating patients. Wow. And then I'll do a uh, one year residency after that, and then I'll be unleashed into the world. <laughs> so then I, now I have to ask, as as a, as a jumbo myself, uh, as an undergrad, how did you gravitate towards Tufts? Well, it was kind of a bit of serendipity, actually. I um, applied to I applied to a whole breadth of different schools when I was applying to dental school. I applied twice. My first year was, you know, no no luck. But um, the second year, I applied and didn't get into my state school because it's highly competitive. But in um, Tufts was a school that I had known about, you know, the entire time, just because it's a it's pretty it's a pretty uh, popular school within the lexicon of dentistry. It's like a school that like you know, you want to apply to because it's a good school and, you know, they're, they have a large, you know, population of students that they interview, but they have a very small percentage of acceptance is like 4% or something. So, but I actually ended up getting an interview and was like, Oh, whoa. So came up here, fell in love with it and also didn't realize how good of a school it was until actually I got it. I was like, Oh, this is like a, like second tier Ivy league school. So yeah, I'm I'm going here. (laughs) When, uh, where is it? is it in the city or is it? Yeah, I'm I'm actually at the school right now. It's smack dab in the middle of Boston, right next to uh, Chinatown and the theater district. Oh, nice. Have you ever been to like the main Tufts campus? Or really I've been to. to. I actually went to uh, Somerville a couple of weeks ago for the first time, but I've never. I was in like I was within like a quarter of a mile of the school, but okay. I never actually made my way over to the campus. Okay, well, 100 Packard Ave is the chapter house. 100 Packard Ave. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay. right. I, I lived at 24 Packard Ave when I was, I just walked down the street and there was the house. But yeah, they're right there. They're like Big Red Barn. So you can oh, like, cool. I'll have to, to make a pilgrimage up they'll, there. They'll know of me just because like I've been on the, uh, like the alumni board just advising them and trying to stay connected. Maybe right, like a right. 5% chance I'll be at convention in Vegas, but <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I guess, uh, since you're also a music person, uh, what are some of their, your most memorable concerts you've been to, or what's still on your to to see list? Um, actually, so my most memorable concert that I've ever been to actually happened about a month and a half ago. No, it's been almost two months now. Okay. Back in April, uh, one of my favorite bands. Um, it's hard for me to name favorites of anything, sure. but. The fact that I can name this as a favorite, so that's a lot. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite bands, they're called, uh, they're a uh, math rock band out of Seattle, Washington, out of uh, Seattle. Okay. Called Minus the Bear. I've been a huge been a huge fan of them for the better part of a decade and never got the chance to see them because I live in Alabama and nothing cool happens in Alabama. Uh, so uh, You must get like a lot of big opportunities just like for nightlife, I guess. And oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, but I went to go see them about uh, two months ago, and that was just—it was the best concert ever because it was a long time coming, and I'd been wanting to see them for so long, and knew every knew every song that they played, and, and it was so like that's that was definitely on the top of my list of most memorable things I've seen recently. So now that like the the Boston metropolitan area is open to you, what what are you waiting for anything to to come through your way else or? Um, honestly, yeah, I'm honestly just kind of play it by ear, uh, to use it on the music term, um, to play it by ear and just, uh, wait to see, uh, because, because like I said, I, um, you know, as a music person, I just have a huge breadth of things that I'm interested in and it's hard for me to say like, oh, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, this is my favorite, because, 
um, you know, one type of music will do one thing for me, whereas another type will do another. So I always just kind of keep uh, my ear to the my ear to the um, wall to listen to see who's coming through and just be opportunistic about it. Then, then what were what were your instruments then growing up that led you to like a music? Because obviously, I I once took a music class at Tufts and I was like learning music theory. I just knew I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to write like my own thing. But um, what were some of your instruments besides like guitar, obviously, but anything else? Like, um, yeah, so I, I know like rudiments and basics of uh, piano because as a um, as a music major, you're required to learn it, which right. I mean, I'm grateful for. It. Okay, and then anything else? Um, but, uh, oh yeah, and then also uh, a little bit of bass guitar. I played bass for a, a theater show back when I was in um, back when I was finishing up high school. Okay, but as okay. The thing, as for the things that I'm most proficient in, it's yeah. uh, guitar. I couldn't. I couldn't get on stage and play a piano piece right now in front of people. I can just do basics. Right. Would you play like just rhythm guitar? Would you, would you solo? Like what's your, what kind of like guitar stuff? So for, yeah, for guitar. Yeah. For guitar. Um, for guitar, um, not to toot my horn. I'm actually very proficient in guitar. I do lead stuff, rhythm stuff, everything in between. Um, I compose my own music now actually. Nice. There's another. There's another brother. I think uh, Donnie Bolin. I think he went to a Kentucky chapter, and he he also entered that. It is to the thing, and uh, another good guitar player. So nice. sure, we should all form a band. I guess <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. Honestly, I would love to form. I'd love to form a band right now, but I don't really have much time. That's true. Well, you know, you'll be a dentist by day, and then you'll play the gigs at night, and you'll lead right. a double life. That's the way to do it. You can't. Yeah, don't always think it's only right. one way to one thing to stick with. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. So, so since this is our first time talking, I guess I could ask you, um, any questions for me as this is our first time. It, it, we've been Facebook friends for five years and have never spoken. Any, anything on your mind? Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. So I guess, uh, you live in uh, LA, right? I live in LA. Yeah. Right now. North Hollywood. So, so what brought you, so what brought you out to LA? Uh, my wife had lived out there and then she moved back to New York and we actually went to the same high school and didn't know each other, but we somehow by chance ran into each other at the train station in our hometown and, uh, she wanted to move back. So I just followed her. I was, I was fairly content living at my parents' house in Long Island and commuting to the city. Uh, but you know, she nudged me along in life. So, uh, that's, that's how I ended up there. And I, 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 I don't know. We talk about moving sometimes, but I don't like for to what or for what, you know, you got to move like where your goals are. And I feel like there's just too many different things can happen in LA Mm -hmm. where, you know, I, for me, I think that's just a good place to be, but you never know. I mean, anything can be done online now. So, you know, you can go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The world's becoming a small and small place. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I also like tutor, and um, I I online tutored someone in the country of Oman this morning, which is like Middle East. So I'm like, okay, what time is it in your country? Uh, 6:30. Okay, for me it's 10:30. I this is nice. So yeah, you know, just that's that's just the way the world is. So for sure, for sure. Uh, what were you, uh, so you said you tutor, what do you tutor in? Oh, I tutor like, uh, like SATs, ACTs, math stuff, placement tests. I do it all. I, I have like a total double life, but, but it's good. Like I'm always around that age group. It, I'm either tutoring them or I'm, I'm performing at their high school or college. So I'll nice. always, <laughs> always be around that like 
probably 14 to 22 age group forever. So yeah. So I'm not that, I'm not at like full creepiness yet, but I'm getting there (laughs) as I get older. So yeah. Yeah. I guess what would you say that your, uh, what would you say that your like title profession title is if you had to put a label on it? No, I'm, I'm a comedian. I mean, if you go to my website, it'll say like comedian slash songwriter slash SAT tutor. Okay, so like, okay. I, I mean, I try to separate that as like church and state, but you know, you want like I'm a comedian first, but I mean, I just like I just tutor so much, and I just like round up a lot of people usually, especially when like fall hits and people are trying to like apply to private schools in California. So right, it gets kind of crazy. California's like really weird when it comes to like education, but hmm. uh. Yeah, it's not like you can just – like me, I just grew up and went to public school. But in California, there's like this whole subculture of like we must get into like this private school and this private school. And they're doing like all the college app mentality and these kids are like 12 years old. So, you know, it's kind of – can start early. That's crazy. That doesn't exist in Alabama. All we have is public school or private school if you come from a very, very wealthy family. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Just sometimes there's like – and it's like it's like applying to colleges like four years early in uh, sometimes in LA. At least the people I tutor. I mean, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm one of those premium tutors. I like when I, it's like if someone's like oh, we only can afford twenty dollars an hour. I'm like I am not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's gnarly. Yeah, but that's that's what I do. How how is Facebook life for you now that um they're harvesting less of our information or like what do you <laughs> use it for? Uh, mainly, mainly, I guess it's really a hub just to connect to people um, from my past and people in my life. I usually I try not to consume too much news and things like that. For it's 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 becoming increasingly difficult for me to scroll through Facebook because I find it's becoming a cesspool of idiocy. But <laughs> it's the best. I mean, one thing I tried to do at least like on Twitter is I tried to start like following. I'm gonna start like following just famous people and try to just reply as soon as they tweet to see mm-hmm. if that gets me more traction. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you know, if like you if you reply with the right GIF at the right time, like they all make of a sudden it, it's know. like, well, this took off. So for now, like I mean, I'm I'm trying it out on on President Trump. I'm just trying to like you know he's like touting about someone from North Dakota, and I'm like replying, hey, I'm thinking about uh, moving to North Dakota. Do you recommend Fargo or Grand Forks? Like what do you think? <laughs> so just like stupid stuff like that, and right, see if right. else likes it or whatever. But you know. Yeah, a lot of cesspool, but you know, yeah, you guys you, you have to deal. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you can get angry about it, but at the end of the day, what can you do? It's the the cess is going to accumulate no matter what. Oh yeah, and I guess in uh by November, it's going to like start up all over again. Is like the, right. these people start to declare their candidacy and everything. So, you know, oh, yeah. it's a fun little news cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, do you, are you in touch still with a lot of like your brothers from from UAB? I am actually. Um, we we actually had a uh, Facebook. So I get I forgot to mention that. I guess we had a yeah. Facebook chat yeah. that originated. Oh god, back in like 2012 or 2013 as a trivia group. It was just a group of guys that went to go play trivia, and it yeah. started off as the name Redheaded Sleuths. But then it's more. But then it morphed into now it's our friend group. So there's about 10 to 15 guys in this group, and these are all like my closest friends. Like we all hang out as a big large group and. Um, I keep in touch with them that way, nice. and, um, and and right before I moved, actually, that was a big. Uh, and they still use it, and I still keep in touch with them. But before I moved, um, I brew beer as well. I'm home brewer, and so yeah. 
that was usually the hub of like, hey, when are we going to gather at Slater's place so we can all drink his homebrew? And that was so that was nice. <laughs> uh, are any of them ever moved to the Northeast or all still kind of down, mostly in Alabama still? Most are still kind of localized in or in Birmingham or around Alabama. I um, have a few people who have moved out of state for things like medical school or things of that nature. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so so this is good. Um, besides Facebook, are there other places people can, if they wanted to connect with you on social media, or is it more Facebook person? Um, I'm more, I guess let's say the things that I check the most um, are Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. I have a Twitter, right. but I rarely ever use it anymore. Yeah, okay, so we'll find Slater Jordan on, on Instagram. Yeah, it's my, my my username for both, I believe. My username for both is Benjamin Slater. My first name is Benjamin. My middle name is Slater. Oh, okay. That's I go. Oh, that's very like new wave. Good, good. That's, okay. That keeps it. That's way. That can be your Hollywood name too, as well. When you go into the biz. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Slater Jordan's like, who's starring in the new CW show? It's Slater Jordan. Right, opposite, right. Opposite Ariana Grande. Like what? <laughs> Good. Okay, cool, man. Well, yeah, I will I will put the word out. This was fun. Um, definitely stay on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast, Socially Awkward. All right, want to thank Slater Jordan for taking the time to come on the podcast. Uh, if you like what I do or like the concept, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio and all that. And uh, definitely uh, follow away on social media at Awkward with Evan, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, that is it. I am I'm 74 in the, in the can. That's what it's called. 74 down. 4,520 to go, I think. Um, but for 75, that's obviously a big number. So I'm working on a, a legitimate guest for you guys. Uh, I am waiting to hear back, try to confirm. This is someone who said they would do it. It's now up to me to, to close the deal. So I will let you know and you will hear my uh, my outstanding excitement if, if this thing comes through. Um, but for now, stay awkward or I will. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.